0: James Arnold Taylor podcast, the podcast for James Arnold Taylor, Mister Sir
1: James Sir.
0: What are you doing, Billy? Oh, I, I didn't. I was. I was. Uh, I was just pretending to be doing the podcast.
2: And, and oh, that's okay. That's all right. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um. Hey. Uh. So I want to bring in Hank and Charlton and George, Mister Announcer Guy's brothers, and Mister Announcer Guy, and Reggie and Bob and you. Oh my God, this sounds very big. What, what, what is the big deal then? Why why do you need to bring everybody into the show? And James... Well, okay, 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 okay. So, it's... We're we're at about like... It was like episode 16 now, right? Yeah, no, it's episode 16 for sure. That's the next... It's the 16th episode. Sure, yes. Okay. And I think we've officially uh, now run out of ideas for shows. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I mean, not... Re- you know, look, I could talk forever on pretty much any topic... But I thought I would get all of your guys' input and ask you guys what you think we should do. Uh, what should be the topic for today's show? I'm trying to I'm trying to include everybody. So uh, bring everybody in.
0: Uh, hey, Hank,
2: Reggie, announcer guy, George wait, Charlton, wait, wait, what, what, uh, what, what, Bob, ooh, Bob, like Bob,
1: Bob. An oh, and Jerry, the music man, too. Everybody, come on everybody. Hello, hello, in. Come on, everybody. Get in.
2: what's
0: going on? Hello, 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 hello.
2: Stop it. Just. Everybody loves you saying the hello, 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 so I'm letting you do it. Hello, 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 hello. All right. Anyways, okay, so guys, guys, everybody, can I get your attention here? I wanted to get everybody's opinion of what we should do uh, as the topic for the show today on episode 16 of the James Arnold Taylor podcast, Talking to Myself.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, okay, wait, wait, wait. So I've been asking, I've been hoping you've been asking me for a long time what, what we should do for the show. And I got, I got the perfect topic for you to do the show.
2: You do. You have a perfect. You have a perfect oh, Hank. That's wonderful. What? So okay. So what is your perfect topic for the James Arnold Taylor podcast?
0: Cheese. What? Cheese. Cheese. Yeah, cheese. You should do a whole. You should do a whole episode on cheese. I like cheddar cheese. I like Swiss cheese. I like Gouda cheese. I like goat cheese. Like
2: goat cheese. Okay. Wait. 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 stop. I first off, I. This is a podcast about like pop culture and entertainment and fun and some of my kind of my faith in my spiritual walk and, and what I do and how I live my life and my family and all of that. I don't see what it has to do with cheese. Well, you know what do. Okay, no, but hang on. Hang on. Hold that thought. Also... I don't eat cheese. I don't eat dairy, Hank. I mean I think we've been over this. I was I was a vegan for many years. I'm not I'm not a vegan per se now, but I pretty much eat, you know, gluten-free, dairy free, sugar free, alcohol free, all that stuff. So I don't I don't eat cheese. I eat vegan cheese. If you want to talk about vegan
0: cheese for a little bit, we could talk about vegan cheese. Vegan cheese? I don't wanna I don't don't want to talk about that. You you had some of that vegan cheese in the refrigerator the other day. I saw cheese. I went, oh, good. I'm going to eat a block of cheese. You're going to eat a block of cheese? Yeah, I like to to just eat a block of cheese on there. What's wrong with that? Well, there's there's so many things wrong
2: with that. But anyways, okay. And so what? You went into the fridge and you were going to eat my vegan cheese? That's actually my daughter's
0: vegan cheese there, that cheddar cheese. Yeah, I said cheddar vegan, and then I saw vegan, and I went, oh, no. So you didn't try it? No, I'm not going to have a vegan. All
2: right. Okay, stop. First off, vegan cheese is pretty darn good now. They've really kind of figured it all out. But secondly, here's the the crazy thing. It's a crazy thing is we're actually talking about cheese on the podcast. Now, I don't want to talk about. Okay, Hank, thank you for your suggestion. Uh, Let's go to Billy. Billy, what about you? Did you have a you were in here? Anyways, did you have something you you were pretending to do the show? What was your going to be your topic on the show? Oh, thank you, Mr. James, sir. Just James. Sir James, uh, James. Okay, just anyways, can you just tell me what the topic was? I was, I was actually going to do um, the differences between a uh, crackly voice and a croaky voice. A crackly voice and a croaky voice? Yeah, I thought that'd be interesting if you could kind of break down the differences between those. Uh, I could just define which voice it is that I really have. Then is it crackly or is it croaky? I actually, I think it's both.
3: Yeah, I think so too. Me too.
2: Definitely both. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I have a crackly croaky voice. Yeah. So there you go. Topic solved. We don't even need to. OK, let's move on to somebody else. Then. Um, hey, uh, Mr. announcer guy. Oh, yes, James. I've got a topic for you. Oh, perfect. I mean, see, I can always count on Mr. announcer guy. What is the topic for the James Arnold Taylor podcast today?
3: How about how to make a big announcement wherever you go? Well, you just kind of do that anyways.
2: Right, so that's good. That's not bad. I mean, I'll, I'll put it in the hopper and see if uh, that lands anywhere. You're not going to use it, are you? No, I'm not. All right, I tried. about Reggie? Hey, Reggie, don't call me Re- uh, Reginald, don't call me Reggie. Sorry I called you Reggie. Please stop that. What about an in-depth look into Mozart's Symphony No. 41, Jupiter, and its first movement, Allegro Vivace? Uh, uh, you know, that's... That is far superior than anything I would have come up with, Reginald.
1: Thank you. Yes, go, go, go.
2: Okay, but but I, it would basically just be you talking about it because I don't I don't know I mean I I like Mozart I'm sure I've heard that symphony but I couldn't tell you anything about it. Right then I will do the podcast. No, okay, thank you, Reginald. No, I'm going to do the podcast. Oh boy. Um. Okay. Uh, Jerry, the Music Man. Yeah, James. I've got a Jake topic for you. All right, Jerry, lay, uh, lay it on me. What is it? How about the music of the 40s. Now, I mean, both of you guys are music topics and stuff. That's fine. And I, you know, I've never felt less competent in my music <laughs> than hanging out with the two of you. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Hey, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, yes. Yes, James. Yes. Hello. Oh, uh, hello. Well, Bob, as you, since you're the email guy and you take all of the things you kind of deal with that, you've got to have a good topic. Oh, and doobly-doo, and do. Uh, doo yeah. How about the best ways to prepare for your first skydive? Well, I, I, I don't skydive. No, but I do. Yeah, I know you do, but I don't know anything about... Guys, you're kind of missing the point here of the James Arnold Taylor podcast topic. We are supposed to have something that I actually could talk about. Let me... Should I just call my agent? Should I just... Let me call my agent, Franklin. And maybe he will have a suggestion. Just call him up here, hopefully Brian, his son, will not answer, and... Hello? Uh, hi, Hi, Brian. Hello? Yeah, Brian, it's James Arnold Taylor.
3: Yeah, I know.
2: Oh, you got to the point of recognizing my voice. You seem so thrilled to talk to me. No, not at all. I was being sarcastic. Ryan, so, uh, I'm looking for, uh, well, first I was going to talk to your dad. Yeah. But I I might as well ask you, since I'm on the phone with you, we're looking for a topic for the podcast today.
3: Am I on the podcast now? Yeah. You should do one about the real Obi-Wan Kenobi, because you're not the real Obi-Wan Kenobi.
2: All right, would you just stop? Okay, look, I've been Obi-Wan Kenobi for 18 years. I've been him long enough, all right? You're no human. Yeah, I... I know. Thank you, Brian. That's a wonderful topic. We'll see what we can do.
0: Pancakes. What? All right. Can I talk to your dad? Just a second. Dad! What? Dad! What? James Arnold Taylor. I'm not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Real dude Ewan McGregor dude is on the phone. Ewan
1: McGregor's on the phone? Oh my goodness.
0: No, no. It's James
1: Arnold Taylor. Oh. Oh, it's just James. Oh, okay, well give me the yeah, gimme the fuck. gimme no. Hello darling. Oh, it's so wonderful to talk to you.
0: Yeah, yeah, I
2: bet it I bet it is.
1: Anyways, what are you doing, darling? You doing your podcast Are you doing a thing? Don't put my voice on.
2: No no, Franklin, I won't put your voice on. I, look, I was calling to see if you had any ideas uh, for a good topic for the podcast today. We're on episode 16, and you as my agent, you know, you're always giving me ideas and things. I thought, you know, maybe you'd give me an idea, because, you know, I want to do something exciting. Oh, 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 I get an idea. Okay, okay, great, great. What do you got? What do you got? Are you ready?
1: Yes. Oh, this is a really good idea, so I hope you're ready. Yes, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. Go ahead but I'm telling you this, this is one of a kind of idea it's something you're never gonna stupendous marvelous okay I get it. it's it's wonderful what is it ready yes all right listen to me very carefully this is something you gotta do if you do this fame and fortune are yours if the price is right oh stop it Brian what stop you, you, you ruined my flow I was setting it up all right fame and fortune is yours if you do this would you just get
2: on with it, please? All right. Get
1: a monkey. Get a monkey? Your monkeys are funny. I'm telling you, I'm laughing already. Get a monkey. A, a monkey? What am I supposed to do
2: with a monkey on the podcast?
1: Well, I don't know. You could be in there. he would be like your mascot for the show when you go out there. What is that? That's the way the monkeys sound. They do little ooh, 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 ah, ah, ah sounds, you know that? And then they, like, you grab things, and you, you get on the microphone, and you say stuff.
2: Well, the monkey is not going to talk on the microphone, and the monkey's just probably going to make a mess in the studio. Monkeys do. I mean, they make a mess. They do. Oh, but they're so cute. Yes, they are cute, but I, you know, I don't know. First off, I don't know where I'm going to get a monkey. Second, it's going to be really expensive. Third, I don't want a monkey in my house. Fourth, I don't think my wife or daughter, well, my daughter might like the monkey, but my wife is not going to appreciate a monkey. There's no, this does not, and, and, and fifth, most importantly, that does not help me with an idea for today's podcast. Even, even if I could get a monkey and wanted to get a monkey, that's not going to help me with the podcast today.
1: I still think, it, so you're saying you're not going to get a monkey? No. Oh, get a monkey. Come on. All right, thank you Franklin, I'm, I'm going to go. All right, okay, Brian, Brian, let's, let's see if we can get a monkey for James Arnold Taylor. Here's a monkey. Ooh, oh, stop it, it's, 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 all right. Yeah. Well, this has
2: been uh, no help at all. <laughs> Everybody, you can all go, thank you, yeah. but, um, thank you, but no ideas for the podcast. You know what, I'm just going to wing it like I normally do here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast. I have been, so, for, you know, welcome to the show. I am James Arnold Taylor. I'm a voice actor, the voice of... of... Johnny Test, who's totally awesome. Obi-Wan Kenobi. May the force be with you. Fred Flintstone. The Flash. uh, All sorts of characters. And this is my podcast where I talk to myself and all my characters who have no good ideas for today's podcast. So anyways, I think what I'll do is... Well, first off, let, let me get Mr. Announcer Guy back in. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy! Oh, yes, James? I forgot. I You should've...
3: You wanted me to introduce the show. Yeah, I, I forgot to have you do that, at least. I'll do it in my big voice. Do what you do, my friend. Welcome to James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the Jadcast. Today's show will feature... I have no idea, but I'm sure it'll be fun. Now here he is, the guy that didn't take any of our suggestions. Ha <laughs> ha! James Arnold
1: Taylor.
2: Well, thank you so much, Mr. Announcer guy. You know, I liked your idea enough. I just uh, the big uh, just doing big voices or whatever it was. I mean, that was that was good. That was all right. I mean, but you kind of do that. You fill that void here. I know, James. I'm just giving you a bad time. Now. Oh. Thank you. See, I know I could always count on you, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yeah, man. All right, man. Have fun doing the show that you have no idea what you're going to do in it.
3: <laughs>
2: all right. I'm going to go now. Bye-bye. Oh, he's giving me a bad time. You know, the whole thing is, is of course, I, I do have ideas for the show today. And I've been doing the podcast now for several months. And I have so enjoyed getting all of your emails and comments and all the various interactions with all of you that listen to the show, that are fans of my work, but that are also really listening not just for the fun of what I'm going to talk about in the world of Star Wars or Ratchet & Clank or Final Fantasy or any of those, but it's also about all of you and me finding new ways to live, to think, and to enjoy life and to find deeper meaning in all of it. And that, I think, no matter what you believe, no matter who you are, we all would like a deeper meaning. We all would like to know we're here for a purpose. We're here to do something. And I just love the opportunity to share with you what I know, what I've experienced in my life, what's worked for me as somebody that is a a voice actor in Hollywood that has had a career that over 30 years in the entertainment industry, working in it, firsthand seeing the ins and outs of it, the good and the bad of it, as well as what's worked for me regardless of how entertainment works. Because, you know, there's certainly a lot in the world of entertainment that is not the greatest, not the coolest for somebody that just has talent and ability and just wants to work, but can't because they're fighting an uphill battle with all of the ego and the just the, the stuff. Of the world. So I try to give you as much as I can in that. And and different thoughts come to mind. And I read stiff. So I read a lot of uh C.S. Lewis. Now, most of you probably know C.S. Lewis from the Chronicles of Narnia, and which you should, because the Chronicles of Narnia are beautiful stories. They're wonderful stories. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and all of those. And of course, they made a few movies. Kind of bummed that they never ended up finishing the movies. I mean, what an opportunity. You know, the Lord of the Rings brought in this whole kind of thing of where everybody was like, oh, we got to make these films now. And they got kind of Hollywood got kind of high on that idea for a while. And then uh, the the Narnia movies, they were fine, but they never broke through the way I think people wanted them to or whatever. I, I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, the second one I thought was fine by the third one. The third one they did independently. I I have to be honest. I have not seen that one. So I guess that's kind of what, you know, it all just kind of trailed away, which is incredibly strange considering C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia is probably one of the greatest, biggest-selling stories of our generations here within the last hundred years, worldwide, you know, because of his influence. Obviously, he was from England, and but here in the States, we love it. They're everywhere. People know the stories of the Chronicles of Narnia. And for those of you that may or may not know— they were now C.S. Lewis was a brilliant theologian uh, and uh, Christian mind, but he was an atheist at first. He started as an atheist. He started uh, not believing in God. And then through his own study, his own journey, found the absolute truth in, in his mind and in mine that God exists and God is with us. And so the the, the Chronicles of Narnia are actually an allegory for. Christ and the the biblical stories. So they're really beautiful. Aslan, of course, is representative of, of Jesus. And so I don't know if everybody knows that or not. I, I would imagine most people know that. But fascinating, fascinating stuff. And uh, yeah, so I get off on that tangent, as I tend to do here, of how great it would be if Hollywood would make the movies and really just like expand them. You know, unfortunately, now the kids have grown up. They're so much older. I feel like somebody should say we're going to now we're going to make all six movies and we're going to make them all the way through over the next, you know, four years. We're going to shoot all six films and, and they could get the kids that were in the other ones to have little cameos as older versions, or they could play the older versions of themselves by this point now, because they're so much older. I don't know. I I would love to see it, just because I love all these stories. The other thing that's interesting, if you're a C.S. Lewis fan, he wrote a series of sci-fi books, three books, uh, that are really interesting, and it's strange nobody has ever tried to make those into uh, movies. Not that I'm aware of. Maybe somebody has. I don't know. But I wanted to share with you all excuse me, I'm changing my glasses. I have two sets of glasses. So like, now again, tangent for, for y'all, but this is again, like me hanging out with you and just talking. So when I, most of my life until I was about 40 or so, I never wore glasses. I had perfect vision, perfect vision. It was great. And (laughs) they always joke, well, around 40, you uh your vision starts to go a little and i'm telling you it was like clockwork it was like on my 40th birthday i always joke that i opened up one of my birthday cards and went oh i can't read this but um so i wear reading glasses to read now but i have different glasses for when i'm on the computer because the computer is farther away than a book is and it's very so i have to change my glasses all the time so for a guy that doesn't really wear glasses except to read i am always wearing glasses and i am changing them all the time depending on where i'm at if i'm at the computer if i'm reading something it's kind of frustrating and then i got these little progressive lenses so the only the bottom part of the lens is is for reading and the rest is clear so i can wear them all the time which eh, whatever all right i was reading i was reading last night this little book uh i have all of c.s lewis's books and i've read through all of them at least once most of them more than once And then this one is just like a little collection. It's like 60 some odd pages. It's called C.S. Lewis on Faith. And they just took little excerpts from his various books. And really interesting stuff. And my point is, I was reading back through it and I was seeing uh, the book Mere Christianity. And I thought, boy, because there's a lot of quotes from Mere Christianity in here. Whatever, whoever you are, whatever you believe, uh, that book, because a lot of you ask, what should I read? I would highly recommend to anybody, The book, Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis. You've got to know for one, C.S. Lewis was not, you know, a religious fanatic. He was not somebody that was, I'm cleaning my glasses as I talk to you. Uh, So if you hear, that's what's going on. He was not pushing Christianity on anybody. He was simply firm in his beliefs. He held his beliefs. He didn't hide his beliefs. And... That's the way it was. And if you wanted to talk about them, he would talk to you about them. But, you know, he was he was an atheist as uh, originally, as I mentioned. And so he kind of ran the gamut. So if you read mere Christianity because you're just interested, if if you're just interested in theology or religions or why people believe what they believe because you believe something else, it's good. So now that that, because that's the thing. Now, I don't just read. Christian doctrine. I read other things. I learn about other religions and other belief systems because why? But what it does is it helps my own belief system. It gives me more Tools to talk to more people because not so I can go, oh, well, you believe this, (laughs) you know, and ha ha, but to say, now I understand if I'm understanding correctly, you believe this because from what I've read, you know, so it's always good to know more than what you know (laughs) or what you believe. Okay. So that would be my, what's the key factor in today's podcast? Know more than what you want to know. Ooh, there it is. I like that. I like how I put that. No more than what you want to know. Okay? That's my challenge to all of you today. And I'm going to sip some water. Are you drinking water? Come on. Ah, that's good water. My wife, my lovely wife, Allison, she is um, half Native American uh, and half uh, Irish. <laughs> um. And uh, so her her mother, uh, her mother's side of the family was all Native American, Mexican, uh, American, and her abuelita, her grandmother, she'd call her abuelita. Um, she would she was a, she was a funny lady. She was a sweet lady, and she kind of so she lived in their house, and they took care of abuelita, and uh, as as many families do, especially within that culture there, uh, and so. Her grandmother kind of helped raise her and kind of really was was there all the time for Allison when she was growing up. You know, she'd get home from school and stuff. Abuelita would be there because her mother would be at work like her father was at work because, you know, that's how it was back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, so uh, her, her grandmother would do all sorts of cute little things. So now we still, and we always remember her. She was a, a funny lady. And so when she would drink water, she'd drink water and she'd go ah, that's good water. So now, <laughs> when I drink water, I still say that. I knew her grandmother. Uh, she was still around. In fact, uh, it's it's sad. It is sad in that uh, my wife's grandmother passed away on our wedding day. So the day my wife and I were married, June 29th, 1991, that night her grandmother passed away. And so it was uh that was a hard it was a beautiful day, and it was also a hard day. It was a hard day for her family and such but um, but she was she was older, she was having health issues, and we knew that her time was coming. and so we were happy because we knew she was at peace now. You know what I mean by that. Um, but we were sad for us. that's I think that that's the way it is with life and death, but this all does circle back around to what I was talking about. Don't worry, I'm not off fully on a tangent. The reason why it's important, the reason why it circles back is you see because of my Christian faith when somebody passes away, somebody dies and I I know their story and I know where they sat and I know she, you know, loved the Lord, I I rejoice for them because I know that they're in heaven. And that's my belief and that's what I believe. So I I'm sad for all of us, but I rejoice for them. You know, we've lost. Allison's parents are both gone as well. As I've mentioned before, her father passed away on Christmas Eve many years ago. And that was very hard. And he was way too young. And that was just incredibly sad. Um, however, he had been sick for a long time and dealing with various um Health issues and such. And, uh, but uh, it all came on somewhat fast over a course of a couple of years and then just uh, took the life right out of him. But while it's all sad, it's also, I have peace because I know that he's okay. And same with her mother who passed away about three years ago. So, um, Anyways, I didn't mean to be a downer about that, but I also want to, the reason I bring it all up is, you know, so many of you are dealing with things like this. I, you know, I get lots of emails and comments and, and things from all of you talking about losing grandparents or losing someone close to you within your family, aunts and uncles and things and such. But my heart goes out to each one of you. And every time I get uh, something from any of you, please know that I pray for you. I pray for them and I pray for you and I pray for your families. Once I find that information out and I, I, I just hope and pray for the best for all of you that mainly that you would have peace, that you would know that there is peace. So that's why I bring it up. Wow. We're, we're going real serious here, James. We go from, you know, me talking to a bunch of voices to me talking about life and death and our belief systems, because that's what this podcast is about. There is no specific journey. And that's kind of the whole point of even at the beginning going, guys, what are we going to talk about? That's what I love about this podcast. I can talk to you about whatever is on my mind. And by the end of it, after I, so I record all of this and then I I edit, you know, little bits and pieces out or I add music or I put, you know, stuff. I don't generally, now I don't edit the voices. When I do the voices, I do them in real time. I, I say that again. I say that a lot of times on this show and you're going, James, you're repeating yourself. I'm repeating myself because a lot of you may not be brand new. You may be new to the show. You may not have listened every time. And people, people still ask me, wow, do you record one voice and then record the next voice and then record the other voice and then record, you know, no, I just do the voices all the way through straight through. And I just have a conversation with myself and I change. I'm one of those voice actors that has the ability to quickly change my voice because some people, have to kind of work up to a voice. They might have to kind of, well, okay, I need to kind of get in character and then I need to keep it in my head and I need to stay there and just record that. Some people will record shows like that. But most voice actors, we switch back and forth because we're we're a little uh, crazy like that. We like doing that. So anyways, that's the beauty of the James Arnold Taylor podcast is you never know what I'm going to talk about. It's always going to go one direction and that direction and this direction and every which way, but... Knowing what you believe, but also knowing more than what you want. I can't remember exactly what I said, but, ooh, boy, whatever it was, it was good, wasn't it? (laughs) No, it was know more than what you want to know. And in so doing, you will be able to live a fuller life. And isn't that really what it's all about? Living a fuller life, giving as much as you can to as many as you can to help Everybody along their journey. That's certainly my goal. And I think so many of you that listen have a heart to help and to spread stories and life and goodness and all of that. So when I talk about things, when I talk about stuff that is outside of the world of voiceover and outside of all of that, it is because I'm giving you more tools. I'm, I'm actually preparing. I'm giving you more tools for life than you even want to have but that is so like you know i'm a parent so i do that with my daughter she'd be like why are you going on and on and on about something i say well because i want you to know and the more you know the more you know i need george jo- hey george i need george to come in here yeah james say the more you know do one of those more you know promos right there
0: it's a james arnold taylor the more you know moment
2: thanks george you got it james I'm going to go now. All right. That's Mr. Announcer Guy's brother, George, who does all of the uh, romantic comedy voiceovers. (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking also we need uh, Mr. Announcer Guy needs another brother. That would be the guy that does the the big
3: intense,
2: you know, in a world. And and then the kind of gritty one man. So that would be Mr. Announcer Guy's other brother. I don't know what his name would be, but it should be something kind of
1: (laughs) tough.
0: What would his name be? Jake. It should be Jake, shouldn't it? I'm Jake. I'm Jake announcer guy. And in a world
3: where one man takes you in several different directions in a single podcast. Now, that man will take you on a journey that goes even farther than you ever expected.
2: Ooh, I like it. Thanks, Jake.
3: You got it, James.
0: I'm going to go now. All
2: right, look at that. We made a new character. Mr. Announcer Guy's other brother. So anyways, back to the journey. The journey, you know, it reminds me of a message I was listening to um, by Philip DeCourcy, Pastor Philip DeCourcy. I mentioned him last week. And I've been listening to his stuff for years, for well over, or probably at least a decade or more. Actually, more than a decade. I've been listening to his radio show and podcast. It's on a podcast as well now. Philip DeCourcy, Know the Truth. He is a uh, pastor from Ireland. And he has a wonderful message. In fact, if, if all of you or if any of you listen or were interested in it, check out his one on suffering grace. Wow. It is so good. I believe that's the name. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to look it up right now and go to my phone. Let me see. It was, well, okay, it was The Strength of Weakness, and it's a three-part series, uh, and then there's in parentheses, Suffering Grace, The Strength of Weakness. It's a really interesting thing. I don't want to rip off his stuff, I, and I would encourage you all to listen to Philip de Know the Truth, The Strength of Weakness series. It started this last week. So by the time this podcast comes out, you'll look, go back a couple weeks and you'll see it was like uh, the week of January 28th. But what he's talking about in that is, so the apostle Paul, again, now you're getting a little Bible study here, but I'm just, I'm just explaining to you. He was a guy that didn't believe and they called him Saul. And then he got knocked off his horse. God knocked him off his horse and blinded him. This guy was persecuting Christians. And then he became somebody that actually ended up being the greatest preacher of Christianity of all time and writing, you know, how many books of the Bible. It's it's crazy, but it's crazy. Wow, well, Paul, you know, he's great. Um, Christopher Walken talks in depth about Paul the Apostle. You know,
3: Paul was Saul and then he became Christian crazy.
2: All right. Sorry. I digress. Whatever I can do to get you to actually listen and understand and and not just think I'm just preaching at you here. No. So in this message, Philip de Corsi is talking about the fact that we have these weaknesses. Now, the Apostle Paul wrote about this thorn in his flesh. He had some type of, was it an ailment? Was it a physical ailment? Was it a mental ailment? Was it a spiritual ailment? Whatever it was, there was something, he doesn't say what it was, but if you know your Bible, you know that Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh and he asked God three times to remove it from him, to take, you know, have mercy on him and, and relieve him of this thorn. It wasn't a literal thorn. It was, it was, you know, and God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you in this. So the reason why all of this matters is because many of you will say to me, you know, I'm I'm having this problem or that problem or I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with that. I'm struggling with school. I'm struggling with being bullied. Or I'm struggling with my family not listening. I'm struggling with trying to figure out who I am and what I, my identity is. I'm struggling with feeling like I'm in a, a time loop where nothing changes. You know, all these various things that you all will say to me. And so it struck me yesterday, listening to these messages, some of these things, rather than spending our time really upset about them learn to go this is part of my superpower this is part of what makes me stronger better who i am what i'm about and though i may never be able to remedy myself of this i'm going to embrace it and know that it is part of my story and and so look you know what comes to my mind right now when i say superpower is superman's greatest so was kryptonite his greatest problem was that his greatest weakness? Was that his his biggest thing? No, Superman's greatest weakness, greatest thorn in the flesh, if you will, was that he's not human. He'll never be able to relate. You know, um, my friend uh, John Androzic, I say friend; he's an acquaintance of mine. I know, I know him. Uh, Five for Fighting, the band Five for Fighting. It's not actually a band; it's just guy, one guy, John Androzic. He has that song Superman. You know, I can't stand the fly. I'm not that naive. You know that song? I'm more than a bird, I'm more than a plane. That song? I don't want to sing too much of it, then i got to pay him rights. Uh, <laughs> anyways, it's not easy to be me, he says. The greatest struggle of Superman was that he couldn't just be a normal person. But he also was greater than any of us, you know, in, in, in his abilities and things. So what is it that you, you have? See, I think a lot of times we sit there and we look at what we don't have, but what is it that you do have that you feel is kind of a thorn in your flesh, that you feel is kind of your kryptonite, that you feel is something keeping you down or unable to move forward in life. My challenge to you this week, my challenge to you is to try and embrace it and allow it to be a part of you and accept it. See, Paul came to the conclusion that when God said, my grace is sufficient for you, that he went, okay, then this is enough. Now, what does that do? Now, so for all of us that are Christians, what that does for me is that allows me, and you can apply this to your life. I mean, look, obviously, again, I would I would prefer you to apply it to a Christian walk and a Christian life because it's with God, especially with where I'm going with this. But you can apply this anyways. What I do then is I say, The burden's not on me. I rest in God. And what this burden does, what this thorn in my flesh does, is it makes me draw closer to God. So I lean on Him more. I draw closer to Him. I rely on Him and not myself. How do you do that, James? You do that by just living, by just allowing these things to be a part of you and not Allowing them to frustrate or paralyze you, you know, you know, be something that is just a uh, uh, not not to, not to say terrorizing you, but just you know, like kind of haunting you. Uh, so it, it could be a physical affliction, it could be a mental affliction, it could be a spiritual affliction. What do I mean by all of those? Well, obviously a physical one. I think we all kind of figure that out. Um, but a mental one. Really, a mental one and, a, and a, a spiritual one almost could be one and the same. What do I mean by that? What I mean by that is, is it could be those little voices in your head. And, I, don't, you know, I, I'm not talking like, oh, we, we all hear voices. In our I'm talking about that that little whisper, you know, the devil on your shoulder, as they used to say, that kind of goes, you don't need that, or you don't know this, or you're this, or you're stupid, or you're dumb, or you can't do this, or, you can't do that. So it becomes this loop in our heads that we hear that says, I can't, I can't, I can't. That's why I'm gonna pull in the positive thinking and the positive living and stuff because another person that I greatly admired is Norman Vincent Peale, who was another pastor that wrote great books, The Power of Positive Thinking. And a lot of people within this day and age now, too, they kind of almost poo poo, <laughs> that's a funny saying, the idea, the concept of the power of positive thinking. And in other words, they're saying you can't just kind of talk your way out of it and say, Actually, scientifically, they're showing that the more positivity you put into your brain, the more capable you become and the more able you are. But now, there are some things that, of course, go beyond that and you need you know, medical treatment for or what have you or things like neurofeedback, which I talked about before, which I have done neurofeedback. That helped me tremendously because I had had concussions when I was younger and so the neurofeedback helped me beyond what positive thinking or, you know, thinking positive, acting positive, doing positive could go even farther beyond that to help. But there are many, and then on the spiritual side, so the spiritual side of it is that resistance that we've talked about on the show before. And as Alan Arnold and I talked about last week about the enemy, there's an enemy against us, you know, that wants to steal, kill and destroy. You can look at that uh, in various ways. I, as a Christian, look at it as that is... The devil himself, the enemy of man coming against man and doing whatever he can to keep him from fulfilling him or her, he or she, from fulfilling their true meaning and purpose in life. Now, I may have lost half of you now by talking about the devil, but you know what? (laughs) Even Hollywood, I think, has to believe in the devil. You know what? Because like, remember the movie, The Usual Suspects? I don't know if you know that movie or not, but in that there's a great line that says, what's the the biggest, what's the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he doesn't exist. So there you go. Anyways, off on a bit of a tangent there, but there are various forces constantly resisting us and resisting our ability to create, be creative. So again... No matter what you believe, you're listening to this podcast so I can tell you, because it's been a while, that I believe in you, that I still believe in you, that I appreciate all your emails, all your comments, all your thumbs ups, and all the stuff that you send out to me, I want to send to you. Many of you ask, what can we do in kind, James? What can we do in return because you have helped us so much? The truth is... Be the best people you can. That's my goal. My goal here of putting it all out on the line, laying it all out on the line. In a world... (laughs) let's Let's bring Jake back in. Hey, Jake! Yes, James. Give me a in a world. In a world. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. You can go. Oh, all
2: right. In a world where Hollywood makes the rules and influences us more than we even know you actually can stand out be a voice crying out in the wilderness saying look this is who i am and that's really what i want from all of you i want all of you to know who you are to know what you believe and to know more than what you want to remember what did i say earlier i wrote it down no more than what you want to know we need george, george. hey george yeah, James. Do that as a, the more you know.
0: Always remember to know more than you want to know. Yeah, that's good. I like that too. Okay, James.
2: Thanks, George. You got it, James. I'm gonna go now. All right. Bye-bye. Why is all this important? Because it's gonna make you not just... not Okay, see, here's the thing too. Not just be... A better person out externally but internally okay the more I take these things in the more I realize that my weaknesses are my strengths that they're my strengths because I give it to God instead of just relying on me and my own strength that I know more than I want to know the more I do all of these things the closer I get to finding a true peace in my life and that the reason it is there. Is not because I found this oasis, but because I've accepted that life isn't perfect. Life isn't always going to be exactly what I want. Life isn't always going to give me all the riches and goals and things, but it is also going to give me wonderful things. And the more, you know, the more I accept all of it as just life, the more you accept all of it as a part of life. And again, as something, you could even take all these things that we talked about in the last couple episodes ago about kind of things being circular, like Groundhog Day happening over and over again. Take comfort in that. Take comfort in some of the things that do happen over and again because there's no surprise in it. So things that don't surprise us shouldn't make us so mad. They shouldn't frustrate us to where we, why did that person do that? Or why do they do that? Or why do they act like that? Or why I can't stand it when this happens? Or when I do that and... It, it's the way it is. And so the more peace you can find in accepting those things, the more your life is just like, you know what? You're that person then that just goes on easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And everybody goes, wow, what is it? What is it that you have? How, how do you do it? Because that's what I get from a lot of you. I get from a lot of people. They go, you don't seem bothered by these things. Am I bothered by things? Of course I'm bothered by things. Do I allow them to overtake me? No. No, I don't. That is the key. Don't allow these things to become your identity. See, the more we obsess about things. See, everybody that says the power of positive thinking is a bunch of hooey doesn't realize that the opposite... Is The the proof is in the opposite because the more negativity you put in, the more negative you become. So wouldn't it make sense that the more positivity you put in, the more positive you become? You can say, yes, James, but that isn't going to heal me from this ailment or that. No. But the more accepting you are of those things, the more your brain can move on to other things, new things. This is my disability. This is my ailment. This is whatever it is. And I know it's there. And I know I'm probably not ever going to be like, hallelujah, healed from it and all that. So I'm going to accept it and know that in that area, there is grace that is sufficient for you. I hope that makes sense because really what I'm trying to say to all of you is all those places that hurt. First off, I am sorry from the bottom of my heart for those things. And I, why do I say these things? It's just like in the past episodes when I said, I believe in you because Some of you don't have anybody in your life that is saying that, okay? So I'm going to be that voice in your life because the other thing is, is I, I, I understand. I do actually understand these things. So I'm sorry for you and for these things that happen. It breaks my heart. So having somebody be there to say they're sorry and that they hear you because I do hear you. I hear you all. When you send emails and you send your things, I hear it. So somebody's got to say they're sorry. Somebody's got to be there for you. Somebody has got to say, all that said, I believe in you and I'm going to see past those things for you and with you. And that's what I'm asking of you today in this podcast. Let's see past those things for a day even. For the rest of today, let's look at the beautiful things in life, okay? I want to ask you right now, I want want you to think about it, and I'm going to ask you this question in a moment. I want you to think about one thing that you're grateful for today, okay? It could be a big thing, it could be a small thing, it could be insignificant, it doesn't, whatever. What are you grateful for? So I'm going to ask you, what are you grateful for? And I want you to actually say it out loud as you're listening. If you're listening around other people or whatever, You could whisper it or you can say it in your head or you can write it down. But what are you grateful for? Go ahead and say it right now.
0: Okay, that's great.
2: Let's see how much energy we can focus on that. You could make a list of things you're grateful for today. In fact, I encourage you to. Make a list of the things you're grateful for. Then the other thing I'm going to encourage you to do today At some point after the podcast, I don't know, I'm usually saying, you know, get away from technology and all that, but I want you to put on some music that you love, something that makes you feel really good, something that really inspires you. And if you get a chance to watch something that does that for you too, even if it's just a scene, there could be a scene from a movie that really moves you. I would encourage you to watch that scene. You know what You know what gets it for me? You, you know what totally gets it and sums it up for me is The Lord of the Rings. In The Lord of the Rings, the first one, The Fellowship of the Rings, and it actually goes into the next movie as well, but Gandalf. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, I'm going to talk about the movie The Lord of the Rings if you don't know it by now. It's been, what, like 15 years, almost 20 years since the movie came out. Maybe it's been 20 years. It might have been 20 years uh, since the movie came out. It's been a long, a long enough time, all right? Gandalf is there with them okay in the Fellowship of the Rings they're at the bridge of uh, Khazadam and Gandalf confronts this this Balrog uh, they're the, the Balrogs of Morgoth in Moria Yeah, I'm, I'm, some people are probably saying you're not pronouncing that right forgive me if I'm not but with this, this, I'm going from my, my memory of it all he confronts this for all of them and then he, he says you know
0: you shall not
2: you know that whole thing so dramatic and th- and then of course you know fly you fools oh my gosh but where I love where they picked it up in the next film though where the showing what really happened what went on and then he becomes Gandalf the White you know and really a Christ like figure what gets me about that whole thing is I love oh God, I'm getting choked up thinking about it how Gandalf is there They're all behind him. They've all crossed, but this thing is coming after him. And, you know, perhaps, perhaps they could have actually all escaped, gotten away from that thing. Just, you know, got out the back door of the cave before it went and really overtook them. But he stops, he turns around, and he confronts that thing
1: and it's whipping, and it's whip around.
2: It's roaring at him and he does not back down from it. He turns to it while the music swells and the sound effects roar and he says, You cannot
3: pass!
0: I am the servant of the secret fire, the
3: wielder of the flame of all law. The dark fire will not avail you.
0: Flame of all known. go back to the shadow. You!
2: that's what i want to be for all of you i want to be that that big brother that big voice that comes in and protects you from these things by giving you knowledge and gives you tools to move on because even though gandalf is then gone at that point and oh my gosh the the slow motion shot in frodo no Oh, and then they're all and then they all get out and they're all just crying, weeping and wailing. Gandalf is gone. Oh, my gosh. But it's inspiring to me because of the power Gandalf shows to protect his friends and the journey and the mission and the the, the whole fellowship. So what we have here when you listen to the James Arnold Taylor podcast is we have a fellowship. You are with me. We are, we are saying no matter what, you know, you could be of a completely different religious belief. You could believe completely different things, but you are with me here listening to this. You like the voices. You like the stuff. You like what I'm talking about. We are a fellowship. And I'm saying, I'm here to be Gandalf saying,
0: you shall not pass
2: to anything that is going to try to get in your way or make you stumble. I'm here. So I encourage you to find those moments today. To find the music, to find a scene, to find something that is going to inspire you and give you that gratitude. Knowing you're okay. Because we are okay. There's many people in the world that are not okay. I would dare to think that most of them do not have an iPod or uh, you know, an iPhone or a, a device to where they're listening to my podcast. So most of us that are under the sound of my voice right now, we may be struggling, but we're okay. We're getting through it, and that's what this 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 podcast is just a tool to encourage you, to help you through, and to know. So as so many of you are in college. So many you know dealing with all of that and the the newness of life out of college, or some of you just, you know, you've been like me, you're, you know, maybe closer to my age and you're just working and you're just grinding away and all of that. I'm with you. And I believe in you. And I believe that you can do wonderful, beautiful, great things within your life for your family and friends and for the world even too, depending on what it is you want to do. So don't stop. Moving forward, don't stop being grateful, whatever it was you said earlier or wrote down earlier when I said, "What are you grateful for? Look at that again. think of that again, say it again if you have to, and know that that will get you through today. So the other challenge with today is to then try to not go to the negatives. all right If we can get one day a week where we're drinking more water, we're breathing more we're we're thinking about these things more, we 're relaxing more in our in the grace given to us. And we are grateful with less on the negative, then we can go two days. And then we can go three days and beyond. So that's my goal. Every week, trying to at least give you, you know, 70 to 90 minutes of that positive, fun adventure. And enthusiasm and encouragement. So that's why I'm here. That's what I'm doing. Kind of all over the place again today. But that's, I think that's what most of us uh, are digging about the show, right? What are some of my my favorite things to do? I love... I love creating the drama, uh, not, not drama, drama, you know, but the, um, the moments in the show where I do the voices and, you know, Jake comes in and, and the music hits and, uh, or Gandalf screams. And there's all of that, you know, this is, that's the beautiful thing about a guy on a microphone. That's why I created my stage show talking to myself to where I could do, I could create all these moments with just my voice and some sounds. It's wonderful stuff. It's fun stuff, isn't it? It's it's a fun little adventure we're on here. Oh, oh by the sound of that music, I'm guessing it's time for Ask chat So that means Bob has got to come in and read some of the email. Hey, Bob, Bob! 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 Hello, James. How are you? I'm good, Bob. Sorry I didn't use your suggestion earlier, but you know, the way the cookie crumbles. That's that's
3: that's all right. I'll think of you when I skydive.
2: Okay, I still can't get over the fact that you skydive, but that that's a fun that's a fun thought. So Bob, we're we're talking about all sorts of stuff here on the show today.
3: Oh no, oh yeah in doo, in and doo. Yes, I, I I've been listening in the other room and I heard all the things you said. I really I really enjoy your Gandalf there. I like that quite
1: a bit.
2: I, I you know I like doing those Gandalf y voices. I like doing stuff like that. It's fun. It's fun to do that. And then put the music and the sound effects behind it, it's really it makes for a fun time, isn't it? Well in doubly dee, and dbity da. All right, Bob. So people uh, have gone to jamesarnoldtaylor.com. They have clicked on the JAT show link up in the top right hand corner. And then they have chosen the topic, the JATcast podcast, and filled out the question or the comments. And, and we've gotten tons of hundreds, if not thousands, of emails from people all over the world, all over the world, Bob. Yeah, well, that's, that's absolutely right, all over the world. They, they, they write in from everywhere, and uh, people you know from uh, the United States and beyond. Yeah, that's all over the world. Yes, it, well, yes, it is. So, you go through these. You take the time each week to read through all these emails. Like, you know, I was giving Reginald a bad time uh, last week about, like, you know, what the heck? What's his job even around here? You actually have a job. You have to go through all the emails all the time, and that's a big thing because they come in every day. Constantly, It's nonstop. It's like the mail. Oh, I'm getting stressed out just thinking about it. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to stress you out. Okay. Okay. Very good. Well, so uh, yes, no, we get lots of different emails. Uh, Many people ask you questions and many people just want to say nice things to you uh, and thanking you for what you do. Well, yeah, that's, that's true. There are many folks that just simply want to say thank you. And to them, I say thank you. And every once in a while, we read some of those on here. But we try to ask, uh, answer the questions for Ask Jat. So are you, uh, so what do you got? What do you got for me? So let's just jump right into it. Let's see what they've done, who sent me something, and what it is. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, very good. Okay, yes. Our first one is from Rocky in the United States. Rocky from the United States.
3: Hey, yo, Adrian. Hey, uh, Rocky. Hey, Rocky Balboa.
2: Uh, no, no, I don't think it's Rocky Balboa. No, no, I was just. Joe, I was just doing a voice, Bob. Oh, oh, I oh, I get it. Oh, that's very good. All right, sorry. Uh, What what does Rocky ask? Rocky asks, how many times were you turned down or how long did it take before your work started to become noticed? Is it something you're at for years before anyone takes notice? And I realize it's different for everyone. I'm just wondering, as someone who is approaching 40 years old, if it's something realistic for me to try and tackle. He wants to get into voice acting then, yes? Yeah, oh, yes. Well, look, Rocky... Um, everybody's story is different. You know, I've been doing voiceover and working in this industry for over 30 years. So does it take time? Absolutely. You know, when I started really pursuing voiceover, it, it did take time for agents to listen to my stuff, for people to hear me, for people to realize who I was and what I could do. But, um, you know, there's all sorts of new ways that people are getting out there and Voices.com, Voices123 and stuff. Not a huge fan of those for me personally, just because though they're not union. And I'm a part of the Screen Actors Guild and the uh, AFTRA, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. So I'm a union member. So I I only do union work. But uh, for somebody trying to get into voiceover, uh, putting a demo up on Voices.com or Voices123 or one of those things... I think it's probably pretty easy whether or not people notice it, like it, use it. Eh, that's kind of up to each person now. There's all these ver- various ways of going about it. But I would not say to get into voice acting just because you think it's easy money or you think it's going to just be kind of a a new route to take in life. Um, it has to be something you're passionate about. I think that unfortunately the waters are very muddied now by many, many people that got into voiceover just because they kind of, it's it's more of a hobby. So if voiceover is a hobby, then that's great. You can do it on like one of these voices.com or something. And every once in a while, maybe you get some work and you make 50 bucks or whatever. And okay, there you go. And you can say, oh, this is a fun little hobby side job that I do. But if you're really serious about it, you have to be serious about it. You have to invest in it. You've got to, really understand it all, know it all, love it all, and be able to do it. I mean, it's, it, that's, that's the other thing is I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand and they take a lot of classes. And I'm not against classes, but I think a lot of folks will take classes and do stuff and they'll never fully get it. Like you have to be able to just do anything with your voice anytime. And that doesn't mean do a bunch of voices like I do here on the show or I do in my work. Anything with your own voice. What I mean by that is acting. It's It's about acting. It's a, it's, it's a shame that we call ourselves voice actors because really we're just character actors. We are actors that know how to create characters and perform that way and perform in whatever fashion is required of us. So voice acting, if you want to be an announcer, you want to be uh, doing coming up next, you know, that kind of thing. Well, that's different that is voice over but voice acting in animation and video games and movies and television and such it's a different thing but but even the announcing you know in my opinion requires acting and the ability to understand all of it so i'm not trying to be discouraging but i am saying that indeed it takes time you have to have an appreciation for it you have to know what goes into it you have to want to do it for the right reasons and then you have to be patient and understand it may take years for doors to open for you. It just depends. It it really just depends. The other thing is, the last thing I'll say about this is, and, and not that you're doing this, uh, Rocky, or anybody else here, but people have to understand that other voice actors can't get you voice work. We are in the game just like everybody else, hoping for the phone to ring. So we don't have the ability... If you're really great at voice and you've never done it before, if you get your demo or whatever to a voice actor, they can't really do anything for you. Okay. You need to get it to agents. You need to get it to producers, to casting people, uh, people like that, ad agencies, radio stations, such like that, because a voice actor cannot help you get voice acting jobs. So anyways, so it is a tough road. It is a long road. You have to be passionate about it. And have a love for it and uh, a wherewithal to endure lots of, a lot of, uh, not failure, but a lot of being turned down first. Rejection. Rejection is the word I was looking for. You know, I'll be honest. I was looking last year at all of the various auditions I did last year. And I did over 300 auditions. You know how many jobs I booked out of those? Maybe two and a half. (laughs) Um, And I say two and a half because one of them... Was more like, well, the people knew me and they wanted to hire me anyways, but I auditioned and then they gave them what they wanted. And the other, the other two auditions were from, you know, just, they heard the audition and they liked it. Most of my work comes from people already knowing me, already knowing what I can do, who I am, hiring me back, bringing me back, or shows that i have already on, or jobs that I already have. But the auditioning process for voice actors, even union working Hollywood voice actors, it's it's tremendously long and arduous at times. And you have to just go in knowing I may knock this audition out of the park and never hear anything. I just, just as a matter of fact, just before uh, recording the podcast, my agents called and said, good news and bad news. Good news is you booked this one job. Bad news is the other job that they requested you on and that they wanted you to read on and they asked you to do all these different voices and stuff. You didn't get it. They've decided to go a different direction. (laughs) So, you know, there's always failure with uh, success and all that too. So anyways, very long answer to your question, Rocky. Rocky. Uh, And I hope it's not a discouraging one. Uh, I would say just pursue it with a passion if you're going to do it. And know that, yes, you will be rejected a lot. And it could take years and years. All right. What else you got, Bob? Oh, uh, okay. Yes, I was taking a little nap. You were taking so long. Oh, all right. Oh, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Our next one is uh, from uh, Laura in Venezuela. Uh, or from Venezuela, but uh, currently living in the U- USA. Laura from Venezuela. All right, Laura, what do you What do you say? says, oh, uh, I'm a huge fan. I love your podcast and your acting skills and you being so relatable and such a great guy. You're my favorite voice actor. Oh, well, that's very nice. Uh, yes, you know, I, I didn't know a voice actor could do so many voices. Well, I mean, just as I was just saying, you don't need to do a bunch of voices to do voice acting. It just happens to be that I'm kind of a nerd that way, and I, I, I just love doing them. Yes. Okay. Well, see, uh, Laura says here are my questions: How did you get discovered? And who was the first character you voiced? Also, how do you balance your life with being a voice actor? How often do you receive calls and do auditions and stuff? I'm just curious. Okay. Well, I mean, I kind of was even talking about this. This is, goes right into that. Good. Uh, good segue, Bob. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yes. It's not one of those little motorized things with the two wheels, though. No, that's a different type of segue. Yes. Okay. All right. So uh, the first question, uh, how did I get discovered and who was the first character I voiced? Well, again, I started in radio and stand-up. Com- well, actually, I started in stand-up comedy at uh, 16 years old. 15, I was really trying, but 16 was when I first got up on stage. Then 17 years old, I went to uh, the local radio station and got in there and started doing radio stuff. I've told this story many times before, but it wasn't until later in my 20s, that I was doing uh, work in radio and working for radio uh, producers and, and publishers and such, that I, I was doing syndicated radio comedy, and, and then I was pursuing voiceover by submitting my demo tapes and trying to get agents and stuff, and then I finally did. Now, the first really big job that I got was voice doubling Michael J. Fox for things like Stuart Little and Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Those were some of my my first uh, big jobs. Then shortly after that, I became the voice, the promo voice for ABC. And I was doing uh, promos for them in all these various voices. And, you know, the thing about it was, is they I think they didn't understand that this little guy could do all these voices. And so because I would do a different voice for each show. You know, so whatever the show, if it was Spin City, I would do, I would do, you know, Spin City coming up next, almost a Michael J. Fox type of thing. Which Michael J. Fox was a star of. Um, but then there was a show called Clerks based on Kevin Smith's thing. It was a cartoon, Clerks. And I would do the big announcer guy, you know, and I would do, or I would do different voices. I would just do all these different voices for each show. And they got kind of confused that it was one person. And then I started doing work at Fox, doing promo stuff for them as well. And uh, it's, it's, so yeah, i uh, the first things I did were uh, that. And then, you know, just regular cartoons and stuff too. Once I finally really got in to the cartoon world, uh, it became a lot easier because people then just recognized that here's this guy that can do all these various voices. We can bring one guy in and he can do the little kid and he can do the old man and he can do the middle-aged guy too in one session. And that makes it easier. And so that's how I ended up getting a lot of work and getting recognized was through that Your other question was, how do I balance life with being a voice actor? And how often do I receive calls and auditions and stuff? Well, um, how do I balance life? I balance life, uh, I guess, the way any of us do. uh, But, uh, you know, my life is a bit different than probably most people's. It's very unique in that, in that when I wake up every morning, I don't really know what I'm going to do or where the money's going to come from or the jobs are going to come from. I wait for the phone to ring. And some days it rings and some days it doesn't. It's not just like you're just sitting there just make you're not like a a famous person uh, you know I'm a celebrity but I'm not a famous celebrity you know famous people jobs come to them their agents get all these offers for them to be in this movie or that or this tv show or this thing or to do these commercials or what have you voice actors we're just like I was saying we're character actors we're really just there to um be on the call be be on call and ready to go in so, you know, I mean, I have some things on my schedule. Like if I were to look at my calendar right now, I could see there's a couple of jobs lined up within the next few weeks or so that'll pop up here and there. But usually at the beginning of each week, I don't know what I'll end up doing. You know, like this week so far, it's a, it's a Wednesday right now when I'm recording this. Um, I did one job on Monday for Fox. And let me be clear, that was one promo where I had two lines. It was an old promo. They were cutting my voice in because I had to update it. And so that was all of three minutes. I was on line. So that was a three minute job. Now, granted, yes, it pays the same and it's all good. So you could go, well, geez, James, what do you I'm not complaining at all. I'm not. But so that's what I had on Monday. And then yesterday, nothing. And today, nothing. And I have nothing on my schedule for tomorrow or Friday. I have meetings with people and friends and things and different uh, events like that. I record my podcast. I do my YouTube things. But uh, I basically wait for the phone to ring and for them to, and I, I audition. I spend, I spend a ton of time auditioning, as I was saying. You know, last year I did over 300 auditions. Uh, this year already, within this year, I've, I've already done, oh my gosh, let's see. Let me take a look here. Let me pull it up here. I can tell you all exactly how many auditions. It's not even February yet. I can tell you today is January 30th. It's one of the last days of the month. And let's just look. Okay, for 2019, how many auditions has James done? I have done... I've done 32 auditions in the last four weeks. Out of those 32, let's see... I, but this is from positive. I will tell you this as well. I, I want to encourage you because on one hand, I was saying, you know, here's all these auditions and I didn't, I only booked three or two and a half of them. However, I've also been really spending a lot of time each night working on concentrating and envisioning, envisioning more work coming in and and booking and and seeing bookings for my work. That's what we call a, a job. When you get a job, it's called a booking. And um, because it goes into your calendar, you're booked into your calendar and stuff. That's a showbiz talk. But out of these jobs, out of out of all these 32 auditions this year, it's already been a really good year. Let's see. Um, One, two, uh, three, four, four, four jobs. So four jobs thus far out of 32 auditions in one month. That's pretty good. Now, that's rare at this in this day and age right now so i'm very blessed i'm very very blessed to be able to say that and that's from the grace of god i i give god all credit for that because i started changing my thought process my thinking i can do this i will do this i will book more things i will do better and this stuff comes in and that's it so i can only say it is due to the uh, grace of the lord on my life so there you go that uh so that is like what's um uh, my auditioning stuff and how how do I how often do I receive calls? I, re- I get auditions every day. Already today, I've received like four auditions. So I'll read on those later and they give a, uh, so they'll say this is due by Friday or this is due by Thursday or what have you. So all the auditions I just got in, I looked, and, oh, okay, this is great. This looks good. I'll do that. I'll read that. Some auditions I don't read on because I go, no, I'm just not right for it because I'm also fortunate enough because I've been working in this business long enough to where my agents give me Pretty much everything. They, they just, they send it all to me. They know that they can't figure out what I can and can't do because they can't even figure out my own vocal range. <laughs> they Because they get surprised by what I can do. So they just say all the male parts, we're going to send them to James and he can read on those and audition on them or he can pick and choose and see what it is. So that's what I do. I pick and choose. And then uh, if I look at something and I go, you know what? No, my friend Mick Wingert's better for this or Roger Craig Smith's better for this or, you know, who, whomever. Yuri Lowenthal's better for this. I, I will let them, you know, I'll say, no, I'm not going to audition for that. But if I look at something, and go, no, I've got a pretty good chance of doing that. Then I read on it and I hope and pray and I, I get in the booth and I say a little prayer and I hope and pray and I offer it all up to God. I offer my voice up to God because it is a gift that I have to Be able to make all these different voices. But again, it's not just about making the voices. It is about acting it. Think about the character of Hank. Think about the character of Billy. Think about all the characters on my show here. All of you that uh, listen to the show regularly. Now, uh, many of you have said, I forget that it's one guy. And even my wife, my family listens to the show. My daughter can listen to the show and go, I forget that it's you doing both voices. That is not just me doing a funny voice then. That is me and my ability to act. Now, I'm not patting myself on the back here. I'm telling you all honestly, if you want to become a voice actor, you want to get into this business, you need to be able to become those characters, you see. So that's that's the uh, blessing. But again, I don't take any credit for that either. It's the grace of God in me because this is, this is something I was born with, this ability. I can't explain it. It is in my DNA. Now, I've mentioned before my father, who I never knew. I only met him once when I was seven years old, and I did not know at the time that he was my father. I wouldn't know for another 30 plus years that this man was my father. He was in radio. He was in television. He hosted things. He used his voice. So, I. I and here's the sad thing. I, I've never heard my father's voice. I never Uh, Even though he was a DJ and on television and stuff, I cannot track down any recordings of him. And unfortunately, his family doesn't want anything to do with me. uh, So they will not get back to me. I've written them many times and asked them if they have any audio recordings of him or anything. Because I would just love to hear what my real father's voice sounded like. Because I'm guessing it would have been similar to mine. It would have been fun. It'd be fun to hear it. I'm going to still keep trying to track it down. But, anyways, it's in my DNA. I don't know how great of an actor he was, uh, but uh, I, I I think that uh, you know it's within you. If it's within you, then you can do it. All right. Well, um, Laura, I'm sorry I got a bit off topic of your your question there, but I, I'm also just trying to answer the best I can with uh, everything, though. So, uh, you know, that's, that's just trying to answer. How do I balance my life? How do I, you know, prayer, I balance my life with prayer. I, you know, my wife and I, I, so I'm in my home studio right now. My wife and my daughter are in the other room doing school because we homeschooled my daughter and I have a little light. I have a control light here that I use with my phone. So when I'm recording, I turn the light on and it's in their room and they can see when that lights on, they know that I'm recording and it does, it's just so they're a little quieter then or they don't knock on the door or what have you when I'm in the middle of recording stuff. So that's how I manage that. And then uh, the nice thing is, is being an actor that kind of wakes up every day not knowing what the heck's going on, uh, but I can balance, I can do other things. So sometimes I paint, sometimes I draw, sometimes I write, sometimes I I do the podcast, sometimes I go out and just take the day and spend it having lunch with friends and, and you know, Finding creativity and and things or just listening to people and helping them out with their problems. But, you know, the key that I had to learn about all this, and this is what I say to all of you, especially all of you that are creative or all of you that are not doing what you want to do right now completely, is to still have faith and enjoy what you do when you do it. The things that you're good at. If it's not making your living, because see, most of the stuff I do on a regular daily basis makes me no money. I make nothing from it. The only time I make money is when that phone rings and I go in the booth for three minutes or whatever. And you can say, well, geez, James, I wish everybody... Yes, I get that. When I do make money, thankfully... Most of the time, it's a good amount to pay the rent for that time, but it may only be this much time. So the rest of my time, I have to fill with doing other things and I have to enjoy those things and not worry. That's my point. You can't worry about it. And if it's something you want to do and you're passionate about doing it, do it and be grateful and and do it with joy, okay? So I'm very blessed to have this life. I spend a lot of my time cooking. I spend a lot of my life is, is cooking food. Uh, I, I'm the... The main chef for the family, although my wife uh, made lunch for us today. She made big salads and that was wonderful. But uh, so while on one hand, see, this goes back to uh, appreciating even the, the weaknesses, because a lot of people could get very stressed out by not knowing when the next paycheck is coming in. And that is an actor's life. It's certainly a character actor's life like myself and i've tried and i've gone through the gamut throughout my life of sometimes worrying about it and other times not and I, so now i try to just go you know what i'm under the umbrella i'm under the covenant i'm under the covering of god and he's got my back trust in the lord with all your heart Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will lift you up he will make your path straight he will guide you on the way so when i wake up in the mornings and i go well i don't have any jobs booked this week And that's not good because we have bills. The the bills never stop coming. And we have a lot of bills. And it's very expensive to live uh, in Hollywood and areas of Hollywood where we live and such. And so I'm not going to worry. I'm just going to trust. And every single time, God provides. So thank you, Jesus. I'm also just uh, blessed to be able to get up and do creative things. But that's tricky sometimes. See, it's tricky sometimes to wake up and not know what to do. So I'm learning in my life, in my old age, to enjoy those moments where there's nothing. That's why I get on the treadmill and run at the gym or I go for a walk or I just do something different. Play music. I've got a piano here in the studio. I might just sit at the piano and play some some music, uh, you know, whatever. So that's, uh, I don't know if that's really how I balance it. The way I balance it all is I just try to, well, I guess that is kind of that answers that question. Doesn't it, Bob? Bob, Bob, are you asleep? No, I'm awake. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, Bob, okay, I think we got time for one last question. How about one last question, Bob? What do you got? What do you got for me, Bobby? Oh, you calling me Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Socks, boo, Bob, Bob, Bob. Oh, okay. Um, Okay, yes, uh, this is from Devlin of the United States. Devlin, all right. What say you, Devlin? Says, hey, James, I love the show and your amazing messages. Well, that's great. My question is, have you ever had a role you were passionate about trying, but when you auditioned for the role, you ended up not getting the role? Thanks for your devotion to your fans and entertaining us. Well, uh, you know what? This this is perfect, Bob. It's almost like you chose all of these on purpose to roll with each other. It makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, That kind of goes in line here. Uh, Yes, there are many times where I audition. In fact, uh, Devlin, as I was talking about those over 300 auditions I did last year. Look, the truth is, is I only audition for jobs that I want. Um, so out of those 300 plus things, I was passionate about 300 plus of them. <laughs> um, but as far as one, uh, as far as roles I really want. Yeah. You know, there was one that just happened a couple weeks ago and I can't get into the specifics of it because of the fact that it's still under a NDA and such. But it's a character that I voice. I mentioned this, I think, before. It's a character I voice all the time. I have been the sole voice of this character for many years. And they decided, the company that owns the rights to all of it, did not tell the company that is making it. It was a little subsidiary that was making a phone app game based on these things with this character. And they did not tell them that I'm the person that is the voice of it. And so I had to re-audition for my own job. And uh, I didn't get it. I don't know who got it. I guess we'll all find out. At some point, and then when that all comes out, I'll I'll talk about it more because then it's out and it's no secret. But it was, uh, it was a character that I love, that I'm very passionate about, that I I love very much uh, doing. And uh, I'm very and it's not Obi Wan Kenobi, okay, everybody. It's not Obi Wan Kenobi, and it's not Ratchet, and it's not Tidus. It's a different character. But um, I didn't get to do it, and and it's not Fred Flintstone, okay. <laughs> you're all you're all going through your heads. Oh, well, he plays this character, he plays that character. So it really bummed me out. It really bummed me out that I didn't get the role. Uh especially because if only the company that owns the rights had just said, "Well, James is our guy," then they would have booked me. But um so yeah, that happens. It does happen quite a bit. There's a, you know, there's always roles that you get or that you want. Um you know, I I've auditioned for the Joker a lot. I would have I I think every voice actor in Hollywood would love to be the Joker at some point in time. Uh, that's a character that's really cool. I, I would love putting my own spin on that. I've auditioned for him many times. Maybe sometime, you know, maybe what I'll do here in the next few episodes, I'll play you some auditions of things I didn't get. That sounds kind of fun, doesn't it? What do you think, Bob? Oh, oh, I think that's a great idea. You startled me. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what do you think, though? I, I think that's a great idea. I think you should play, yeah, you have all the auditions, you can play them back, and you can play everybody, and you can explain to them exactly why, uh, they didn't, uh, or why you do, Yes. Yeah, exactly that, Bob. Thanks, paying attention. I'll do that at some point. I'll play you guys some of my uh, Joker auditions because I I've auditioned for the Joker. I mean, I don't even know how many times I've auditioned for you know Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Yosemite Sam, Foghorn League, all those characters through all through many years, many different incarnations of it. Never have booked any of those, and I I love those characters, but I uh, never booked those. Uh, so I'll play. Maybe I'll play you those this uh, next week on the Jack Cast, and because it does, Bob. Um, it does look as though, thank you, Devlin, for that question. Hope I answered it for you right. It does look as though we are coming to the end of the James Arnold Taylor podcast for this week. Bob, what do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Oh, yeah, I oh, say, yeah, I see, I say. See, see. Okay, very good. Well, uh, yeah, I hope everybody goes to the jamesarnoldtaylor.com uh, and uh, clicks on the JAT show link and then fills out a thing in the J- the cast podcast and, and uh, sends questions. Yeah, very good, Bob. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, doobity-doo. Bye-bye. Bye, Bob. Oh, and uh, bring in Mr. Announcer Guy. Oh, yeah, very good.
3: Hello, James.
2: Woo! Oh, you startled me. Boy, you you just popped out of nowhere, Mr. Announcer Guy. Boo.
3: Hey hey hey. Yes, I'm sneaky like that.
2: Yeah. Hey, so, Mr. Announcer Guy, did you notice that we uh, introduced a new character, your other brother? You have your brother, Charlton.
0: Who's the friendly kind of, let me tell you a story
2: kind of guy. And then...
0: George, who's the romantic comedy
2: voice brother, and then now you've got Jake, the. In a world, one
3: man. Yes, that's my other younger brother, Jake.
2: Yeah, so we've got we've got a whole slew of different announcer guys here, but you, you're the one true announcer guy. You're the announcer guy for the show. Oh, that's very sweet of you, James. Well, uh, yeah, my pleasure. So, hey, uh, you want to do the uh, legal mumbo jumbo at the end of the show here?
3: Let me mumbo jumbo it for you. <clears> Him, <throat> talking to myself the james arnold taylor podcast is a production of Yumigo inc recorded at chat studios engineered written recorded and produced by you guessed it james arnold taylor all voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only all music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks digital juice production tracks and partners in rhyme james arnold taylor's talking myself the podcast copyright 2019 all rights reserved
2: You ever get tired of saying all that?
3: No, it's what I live for.
2: All right. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy, thanks so much for joining me.
3: You got it, James. I'll see you next week.
2: All right, Mr. Announcer Guy. Bye-bye. And thank all of you. Thank you all. Thank all. Yeah, whatever. Thanks for hanging out with me for the last 90 minutes or so. Having a good time. I hope you had a good time. I hope you're inspired. I hope you remember to find those things you're grateful for today. All right? And to drink some water and to breathe, and to relax, and to know, JAT has got your back. All right? Join me again next week for the James Arnold Taylor Podcast. Please subscribe. If you have not, please spread the word. Please go to the James Arnold Taylor Twitter account, and the JAT actor, and the JAT cast, and the YouTube channel. Subscribe to all of them. Give me a thumbs up. Give me a nice review. Big reviews. Nice reviews, please. Thank you so much. My best blessings to everyone listening to this podcast. Hope you have a fantastic week. We'll see you next week here on the James Arnold Taylor podcast.
0: In a world where one man says every time at the end of his show, goodbye.